You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hi, Melissa. Hey, Elisa. How are you? Oh, I'm hanging in there. Nice, relaxing Sunday. How about yourself? Okay. Time for episode 346 of Geekiest Show Ever, which we are calling Space Invaders. <laughs> I thought that was a cute title. Did you buy anything good over the Black Friday weekend? I did. I did. I thought we'd take some time and talk about our Geekiest Gift Guide haul. <laughs> People might remember from the last episode we shared, um, and we wrote up an extensive review about it. So if you haven't already, go check that out in the show notes from last episode. And those sales are probably still going on, or if not, they might come around again. Who knows? But uh, if you would click through the links, we thank you so kindly. Sometimes we get a kickback from good old Amazon for that. And we just want you to have the best to help you survive this pandemic. Mm. We're just looking out for you. Looks like you got the best. I did. I did. I'm pretty happy with my haul. Um, you know, there were some news reports that said, you know, prior to Black Friday, Cyber Monday, all that stuff that said, you know, oh, the sales are going to be going on before Black Friday and before Cyber Monday. So you might want to, you know, start watching them. And all in all, I would say that the whole experience kind of left me very drained and kind of meh feeling about it. I mean, I got some good deals that I'm happy about. I'm not, I'm not going to complain about that. I just wished I would have paced myself a little bit more because I think, you know, we've discussed this on previous shows too. This is, this is my, it's like a sporting event for me because all year long I save my pennies all year long. I'm like at a deep freeze for spending, right? We just don't because this is when all the sales happen. This is when you can get the best deals. And also because, you know, I still do run a small business. I'm, I'm still seeing people remotely on occasion. I still need to keep up with my with my hardware upgrades and things like that. And plus, I have little kids. So I am always looking at the hand me down value, you know, just the value overall. So I'm, I'm in that situation where it's it's ugh, it sucks because we're, we're going through the pandemic. Everybody's, you know, salaries are being reduced all around. It's hard to really have the money to spend stuff. But you have to kind of consider overall, you know, what's going to be the value for the long run. So I did decide to to get some upgrades. Um, one of the things I got was the iPhone SE for one of my for my older teenager, because then the phone that he has will be passed down to the younger one. Um, you know, batteries just they start to age. And um, we also have to be able to make sure that everybody can run the same operating system. So I got that. And the reason I got that sooner rather than later was because Apple was offering a $50 gift card along with along with it. So I did I nabbed that just like at the very last minute. Um, So I'll be able to use that to fund our iCloud subscription. And then along with that, I did also decide to remember, I was like, really on the fence about it, I did decide to get an Apple card. Um, I really, you know, researched it and looked at all the the percentages and, and, you know, how it would shake out. And I, I decided it was it was good for me, for my credit, because between my husband and I, I only have one credit card that's in my name. And I have an excellent FICO score. And having this additional credit will, will keep that good. And plus, you know, for all the stuff that we do buy through Apple, there may be before my husband graduates, there may be a new MacBook Pro in my future. That is something uh, the pressure is on because he's going to graduate soon. And I mean, he is a teacher. i, I when, that's one of the things that's on my list is to go through um, Apple support 
I have to say, I have to, I have to give kudos to Apple support. They are really, really helpful. I don't use them nearly enough, but I really should use this and say, hey, what's the deal? You know, how do we get my husband to get his education discount? Because it used to be, like, I know that you've been able to do it really easily without any problem because your son's a teacher, but it, it used to be easy, easy like that for us. And it's easy for you because your son's school is registered, whereas my husband's school is registered, but I guess each teacher has to be registered somehow. So your son's probably already gone through that process, whereas my husband just hasn't. And he's been so busy and the school's been so busy. I'm like, can't you just like write to your principal, your administrator, like find out what the deal is? So that's on our list of things to do, uh, on our very, very long list of things to do. So that's something where I'm, I have to decide, should we just find out if we can get him registered and then you know, not be so pressured into getting it before he graduates with the college discount. So that's something that I'm going to research and I'll, I'll report back on that. So that, that'll be a future purchase that I'm looking to get because it's kind of time. You know, this, this MacBook Pro that I have is four years old and it's great, but it's at that point where if I don't upgrade soon, it won't be great as a hand-me-down. Like I want it to last a really long time for my kiddos as I hand it down to them. Um, so yeah, so I got the iPhone SE, the Apple gift card for $50. That's a big help. The The thing that I, I think it, my favorite out of all the things I got is this Apple Watch. I got the SE, the Apple Watch SE. And I, I talked about that last time, didn't I, where I was trying to consider, you know, between the the, the six or the SE. And I've, right, I've just right. been so happy with this. I haven't really been worried about, you know, not being able to, because I have had some issues with my, with my lungs where I had to check my oxygen levels. And, you know, still, I, I didn't even... It didn't even I, I the cross the thought didn't cross my mind. Oh gee, I wished I would have spent the extra hundred and whatever dollars to have it so that I could just check my wrist. No, that just that hasn't it still hasn't bothered me because I'm still fine with the oxygen sensor that I have. I mean, I keep it by my bed, and that's I'm thinking about the, the times when it bothers me the most, and it's usually when I'm waking up in the morning or if I'm trying to fall asleep when I have to lay down. That's when my lungs start to get irritated. So it just makes the most sense to keep that oxygen center right by my bedstand. I mean, I just, I keep it right, or my nightstand, I just keep it hanging there right on my bed. It's just, it's on a lanyard. And that's where I check it. So I, I, right now during the pandemic, it's not like I'm going out places and exerting myself to the point where I'm going to, you know, have an asthma attack and I need to like sit and check it. If I was going to do that, then I would have a purse with me or something and I would probably just take the oxygen sensor with me. So you know, it's just one of those things where you have to kind of consider what your workflow is when it comes to your health. Uh, so, yeah, I've been really super happy with with the Apple Watch. And we'll talk about a little bit more why I'm happy a little bit later. The other thing that I got that I'm really happy with is the AirPods Pro. And I know you've been there was some really, really, really good sales on them. And uh, so I, I did get them when, remember how I was talking about how they said, oh, watch for the sales, you know, early on. So I did just that. And when they went down to 199 that's like $50 off. I thought, well, that's probably as good as it's going to get. And that's when I grabbed them. But then later, I think it was about two weeks later, then they went down on sale to $169. And that was just that one time. So it could be, you know, the, the holidays aren't over. The sales are still going on. It could be that they'll dip down to that again. What's what's that app that we use, Honey? Um, you want to definitely want to... Yeah, yeah, and I've got it on Honey to check Walmart and Staples and Amazon. Because they're, oh, 190, they're 199 in Staples and Walmart and Target right now. Oh, they were on sale for one ninety nine at Best Buy. Then it went up to two nineteen mm -hmm. last week, and this week mm -hmm. I, what was it? 
I think it was up to two nineteen. Yeah, that's that's probably like the low end of the sales. You know, like that's like here's a sale. Like, eh, no, there's better sales to be had. It's so funny. I don't what it is. These things are just so so coveted that it's almost like watching. I I don't play the stock market, so I don't understand all that. But if I did, I imagine this would be kind of like what it's like. It's like you check the you check the sales and you see okay, what's the price of AirPods Pro? <laughs> I don't know what it is about it, but these things are just these are really cool. I'm really happy with my purchase. I even though I should have waited just a little bit longer. Like, I guess I just feel like I should have ignored that advice of like, go check the sales early, go check the sales early. But like, you don't know. That's the thing. I know. You could have bought yeah. it today. You could have looked in, like I looked in the Sunday ads today. Like I mm-hmm. told you, 199 to 219 is the range right now. It's even 199 on Amazon today. However, you're not going to get them until January, where allegedly right. I could walk into the Staples that's a mile away from me and walk out with a pair of yeah. AirPods Pro for one ninety nine. They have them in stock, but you don't mm-hmm. know. For all I know, tomorrow they're going to say, "Guess what? We're doing a two hour sale for one fifty nine." Yeah, flash you sale. Know, you just don't right. know. It oh, it's like it just raises your anxiety, you know, because you're like constantly trying to evaluate whether or not you're getting the best deal because money is so tight. You know, it's like I I felt so bad about getting these for myself. I don't anymore, like because I see how they really really have helped me in in life like lately, and I'm really glad that I got them. Um, so eventually I'll stop belly aching over losing $30 on them and I can recoup my losses elsewhere. But so AirPods Pro were the other thing on my list that I was really happy about getting. And then in addition to that, I've been accessorizing them. So I remember I said I was going to show you this. So I got a little silicone case for them. And um, because the they're, they're not super slippery, but it's just one of those things where I don't ever want to drop the case. I'm terrified of dropping them. Um, you know, the the AirPods when they're in there, they they don't come out. I mean, they're they're in there with magnets and they they stay in. So, oh, see, look, it's asking me if I want to switch to AirPods. No, I don't want to switch to AirPods. <laughs> no, <laughs> I just opened it and a little message uh, popped up. That has been the coolest thing. Let me tell you. These switch almost flawlessly between the devices. When I I do have it rigged, remember how I talked about us setting up audio sharing on our Apple TV, but doing it kind of like a a hacked way. So I do have it set up where it's working that I can just put on the pair of old cheapy Bluetooth headphones that I have to to listen to stuff when we want to listen together. But then when I want to watch TV by myself, I can manually choose it from the Apple TV menu. I just press and hold down the button on the Apple remote, and then I select the AirPods. And then I can just sit down and watch TV and not disturb anybody else. But I mean, just little like features, there's just so many little details that they really thought out and are working out really, really well. Now, you mentioned some concern about like you were thinking about getting a pair, but you're really concerned about them falling out of your ears. And I do have to say, the one downside is, I'll just get that out of the way is, I'm not wearing them right now. I'm still sticking to my wired earbuds connected to my microphone, because I like being able to monitor my voice. And I tried using them on a Zoom call um, just a couple of nights ago, and they kept disconnecting. They dis- they disconnected like three times, and I lost part of the conversation, and that was really irritating. That could maybe that's not a problem of the AirPods. It could be that there's interference, and that's something I need to delve into later, like research and find out because I know that there is something to be said for Bluetooth and wireless, like the two gigahertz band. There's something I read something about it that there it could cause, or maybe it's the five that could cause interference. So that's something that I have to research and figure out why the heck, because you, you always see, you know, newscasts now where people are being interviewed and they're always wearing AirPods Pro. 
And so I really wanted to be able to do that for the Zoom. But then when they lost connection three times, I was like, oh, I can't trust this. I didn't want to risk it for the podcast because you could be talking and then all of a sudden they'll, they'll disconnect and I won't be able to hear what you're saying or I'll be talking and they'll disconnect and then maybe it'll cut my audio out. So I need to test it out a little bit more. But I did get, um, I got this little silicone case. It has a lanyard and a wristlet. So now I can kind of either carry them around with me or at least I can hang this somewhere. I'm not as worried about losing it or misplacing it. And that's the other thing. They can be found. You can use Find My app on them and locate them. You can locate the case. You can locate each individual AirPod, the the earbud itself. It's it's really, really cool. Um, the other thing, so so go ahead and tell me about, you know, your concerns about... Um, well, I have what, two. Yeah. One is mm-hmm. my ear canals are different on each side. So when yeah, I wear things like earbud, earbuds... One side seems to pop out. So I would need to try mm-hmm. these on, which I know, you know, in the age of COVID might be a little iffy, but I don't have a problem yeah. with like, you know, putting some hand sanitizer on them, wiping them off with cloth. And I wouldn't be wearing them for, I just would be a few seconds, just enough to be able to say, oh yeah, that feels really secure in my ear canal. Okay. You can have them back, clean it off. Whether it was at the mm-hmm. Apple store or whether a friend was had pair and I just tried on hers. Um, so that's the one thing that I'd want to make sure that they fit properly which is why I'm not buying them on Amazon because they don't have the free returns. If I bought them at Staples or right. Walmart or Target, I could bring it back no problem. Yeah, so these are definitely considerations for listeners if you have the same concerns that Elisa has. And and that was my concern going in too. I did watch a lot of reviews. I read a lot of reviews. I just researched the hell out of them. And I, I did come to find that most people that had that fear, it was quickly erased once they put them in. And the same thing, I was I was concerned about that too. The same thing for me, as soon as I put them in, I thought, oh yeah, these are going to fit. These are not going to keep popping out because I had the same problem. Yeah. The other concern I had too is even if it's on sale for $199, I really don't mm-hmm. need them. I have a pair of Beats. Right. You have your Beats and you're happy with those. And I've had those for, oh, I forget now. My kids gave them to me. It was either two Two or three years ago, I can't remember, but it was between two and three years. And they mm-hmm. fit fine. There's nothing wrong with them. And like you said, mm-hmm. just because they're an Apple product, if I turn on my phone, they're connected. If I turn on, you use them with my iPad, they're connected. So, oh, so you're having that same experience with the oh, Beats. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, they That's just, good to you know, as soon as you turn on and they, they mm-hmm. connect right away, they, the battery is really mm-hmm. good. I know the battery life isn't very good for the AirPods Pro. That's true. It's really good for the, uh, for my Beats. But, you know, because we are who we are, you know, <laughs> right. if it says Apple on it, we want it. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I am keeping an eye out. And I'm since I'm in no hurry, I would like to buy them from the Apple store only because I've got mm-hmm. I was given some gift certificates for my birthday. So yeah, that would offset be good the use price. But they're still two hundred forty nine dollars. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'm not going to buy right. them there. They are not when I can buy them elsewhere and not when I have exactly. to stand online. I mean, I haven't been back to the Apple store since. Uh, the mall has opened earlier, so I don't know if they're still doing that or if they're just letting people in. Until yeah, now's not the time. Until it's Even if there, they did, you know, I don't. But I don't know. I don't know if you have to make an appointment to go shopping or if you can just walk in and they say, "Okay, we're under capacity. You can walk in." I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I don't. It's still a risk that. And it's I'm not, not worth going it. to the mall because yeah. I don't need anything and I have no interest. So I, I don't go. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm at the point in my life where I don't go to the mall for the sake of going, like I used to in my twenties. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and this is like, it kind of comes down to a need versus a want. And for me, 
for me, it was becoming a need. I needed to have, because of what's going on in our house in the pandemic, we're, it, we live in such a small space. I mean, space is at a premium here. And that's why I call, that's why I wanted to call this episode Space Invaders, because as we're talking about these things, I wanted to relay it back to, and we'll talk about it more in more detail later, about how to create space for yourself. So the AirPods became a necessity for me to create, I mean, did I need $250 uh, earphones? No, not necessarily. However, for the for as picky as I am, and for my needs, these the this particular model, like I mean, who knows? Maybe I could have gotten Beats, and it would have been just as good. Although those go, don't they hook over your ears? There is a pair Which like that. Mine are the kind that are earbuds that go right into your ear, and there's a wire behind okay. them. And they they were a hundred dollars when I got them, and they've been yeah. on sale this season, at least the couple times I looked. For fifty, uh-huh. which is really a great price. If that's if you don't yeah. mind having a wire between the uh-huh. two earbuds, but it doesn't hang down, it goes behind your neck, and they're Bluetooth. <laughs> so the funny thing is, is I actually talking about like the accessories and stuff that I got. I actually did get a little silicone stretchy wire that does slip on to these. Now you can't just pop them back in the case with them on. You have to take them off. So that's kind of the downside of it. But yes, yeah, so so I found that really invaluable because there are times when, and this is the thing that I'm struggling with is kind of like trying to create space for myself. I As a busy mom, I'm constantly being interrupted by the kids or just the husband or, you know, somebody's always got to be talking to me about something. And so there are times where I do have to pop them out if I'm going to have a lengthy conversation, put it that way. I'll talk about that in a little bit more detail later. But yes, so that that was um, the other good purchase that I was really happy about. Um, A little disappointed that I didn't wait as long. I would have liked to have gotten them at a better price because there was better price to be had. But overall, I'm just, I'm really, really happy that I got them. So I was pretty deeply steeped in the uh, <laughs> the apple juice with, with these sales this year. Um, I can't even think about, I, I can't even remember what the other things I got that were on sale because those were the, the biggies. What else did you end up getting that was a really good deal? Nothing compared to what you got. I mean, I mean, I just kept an eye out for things like, you know, kept my, I always do my part to keep the economy going. You know, my, mm-hmm. my husband knows that, you know, the credit card was just, was, was hot. Um, so between discounts and free shipping, I ended up getting things like, um, you know, Clinique had a really good deal because I like their eye cream. So I ordered some of that. Sephora had a deal and, um, Knit Picks, which is a yarn company. They, they never have discounts on yarn like 20 percent off 25 percent off and they did i'm like ooh, so took advantage is that the purple that you got that was yes i did order some purple yarn from knit fix because i'm going to make myself a sweater and Uh um then jimmy beans wool which is a yarn store in the las vegas area that's this is what i was telling you about they have um a brand called namaste which kind of goes along with our space because you know namaste you hear that in yoga all the time at the end of the you know the end of the class namaste well, they have a bag. It's like a you can use it as a pocketbook slash project bag. Oh, do you have it handy? Because you're going to show it to I'll me. I'll have to show it to you later because I have to get up okay. and, and show. But it's, yeah. it's right over there. But okay, um, I do want to see it that. It was I want to say, oh, it was something like a hundred and twenty dollars, and I got it on sale for fifty. So I thought that's a great price, and the thing is huge. It holds a lot of stuff. So I got that. Um, Cheesecake Factory every year, they always do. If you buy a $25 gift card, they give you two slices of cheesecake for free. So always get that because I can't stand cheesecake, but my husband loves it. So I get that for him. Um, You're such a good wife. um, Hulu had their $1.99 a month 
again. So I had I to, did I had to that. do that with yet a different email because the first two emails they go, yeah, no, Lisa, <laughs> you already did this. You can't do this again. I said, well, how about this email? That's so so funny. that worked. So I did that. And then I figure next year I'll have to use my husband's email. And then the year after that, it can go back to mine because I will have been off long enough. I don't watch a lot of Hulu, but I mean, for $24 a year, I watch enough to make it worth yeah, $24 exactly. a year. So that was yeah. fine. Like, okay, that, that's good. Um, then I bought uh, Screencast Online. I always, I've been oh. a subscriber to Screencast Online since I think as long as he's offered them, maybe 2007. I don't know. It's been a really long time. And every year... I'm just on auto pay. They just go, oh, by the way, we're going to charge your credit card, you know, $70 or whatever it happens to be. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Well, this year they were doing something where it was $49 for anybody, so new and existing. And it just happens to be that my membership is due next week. I don't Uh know what I would have done if it wasn't due until March. I probably would have gotten in touch with them and said, you know, will you add it on that late, which they probably would have. But I always get kind of squirrely when it's a renewal and it's that far ahead of time. But it just worked out perfectly that my renewal was due two weeks from then. So $49 and I got another year of Screencast Online. So that was good. And then the other thing I bought was, fingers crossed, we're going on a cruise next October. And I buy the drink, I buy the non-alcoholic drink package because I don't drink alcohol. And they had it on sale 40% off. So I went and I grabbed Mm -hmm. that. So that's cool. That's sounds, it. So, sounds like a good haul. Yeah, but I didn't buy as much as last year, and 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 total price wasn't as much. I mean, we're only talking about you know yeah. Hulu two bucks and uh, Sephora. I spent, mm-hmm. I think it was fifteen dollars. You know, so it wasn't that much. But it was just little things that I knew that I needed, but I was waiting to see if there were any kind of discounts, mm-hmm. whether it was free shipping or fifteen percent off or whatever it happened to be, and. Right. So that's what I did. So this way, you know, so there's a there's a there's two Sephora's near me, but like, well, why go out if I don't have to? Exactly. And it wasn't something where so, I had to check color. I knew exactly what I wanted and I just said send me this and that came today. My Sephora package mm-hmm. came today. Nice. It was a much much safer way to do it by yeah. shopping online. So I'm but, hoping more people took advantage of that. But the other thing that you and I both mm-hmm. took advantage of was we finally broke and we each subscribe to one password the subscription yeah. well the reason why we did it is because they gave us 10 months free yeah so worst yes. case scenario at the end of the 10 months if we decide you know something i hate it mm-hmm. or I, you know yeah. whatever our reason we can go back to our license mm-hmm. yeah it was a pretty good deal it was almost like they kind of made it a little bit hard to turn down <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we we, really, we just we we really between us we struggled. Yeah, we hemmed and hawed. We we were texting each other back and forth, like, should we do it? Should we do it? Should we do it? And I probably pressured you into well, it. Well, you know, it wasn't the money because it does turn out to be sixty dollars a year because it's the family plan. Yeah, and it wasn't right. so much the money as I I felt like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, you know, everything yeah. was working okay. Except like for my husband, but I, do I really need to do this, or do I just? But want I think to what really it? kind of pushed me over was I'm pushing my mm-hmm. husband to use one password, and he yeah. just refuses it. He uses Safari on his Mac, and it does not work with his Mac because the license it was is version six is version six, mm-hmm. and if it doesn't work on his computer, he won't use it on his phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, every now and then I'll see him use it, and I'm like, whoa! But he doesn't use it as a rule. At the same mm-hmm. time, I'm my son bought the version six, so he does have a license for it. 
And I did Mm -hmm. create a shared vault with him, which I guess theoretically is not supposed to work Hmm. between version six licenses. It's supposed to be subscriptions that if because I because I asked, you know, I sent a a message, a a private message in Twitter and they I said, I'm sharing a vault with my son. They said, well, that's not supposed to work. Well, it did. Hmm. And I just yeah, but weren't you sharing it through Dropbox? Yes. See, I think that's, yeah, that's something I definitely want to investigate and I want to test out because we should still be able to share vaults with people through Dropbox. Like, I'll give you a a use case scenario that I want to investigate. For example, I have a teacher friend that I, you know, help out once in a while. She's she's a a teacher at one of the kids' schools. And she, I got her to install one password on her iPhone she doesn't use a password manager. A lot of teachers are really reticent to use it. It's just one more thing on their plates. It's one more thing to deal with. If only they could realize just how much easier it would make it because they do have huge digital footprints these days and there's a lot of passwords to be managed. The problem with schools though is like they just won't, at least schools out here, they won't spend for the licensing because it, it does. It can get really, really expensive over time. It's not something that they'll spend on. Sadly, what they'll do is they'll just use really crappy passwords, you know, student <laughs> or the name of the the product of what it is one two three four or something it's just it's terrible but it is what it is like they have to be able to get through the day they can't be wrangling all this stuff um i have convinced my husband to use it and he does use it he does find value in it it's one of those things he doesn't he doesn't push back on he doesn't complain about it and i've we're of the same mindset of you know yes if it ain't broke don't fix it and also you know how can we save money by rolling our own, you know, doing it, you know, some way. He's been really uh, a, a trooper when it comes to that. And it'll be interesting to see what, what happens when I go. And I and I warned everybody. I warned everybody in the family. I'm like, I'm going to be doing an overhaul of our one password. So I'm going to be needing to, like, ask you for your devices and, you know, be tinkering and stuff. And I'm going to be the one. I'm, I'm the CTO. So I'm going to be the one that's going to be in charge of, you know, logging people in and all that kind of stuff. So it'll be I'll, I'll have to report back on what my experience has been like with a family of five because I'm going to be roping my dad into this too. But the thing that, that pushed us over the edge, two things for us was the fact that, you know, again, talking about schools not um, spending for it, years ago, we got a license um, for my husband's PC. Now, it was given to us as a gift, but it was version it's version four. So that's a long, long time ago. And like every once in a while, like I'll help him with it. And I think I talked about it on a previous podcast where he had to turn in his laptop. Remember, yes, we, yes, we said that, the, yep. yeah, the cautionary tale was like, always make sure that stuff is actually syncing. You almost have to do like a bit of a fire drill. You know, you know, when you work in, in companies, of course, they have you practicing fire drills and making sure that you have emergency preparedness. And too many of us just take it for granted. And we 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 don't think about, well, what happens when you can't access your your passwords? What happens if your computer dies? And I always tell people, you know, you got to you got to think about I mean, it's silly, but I say if your phone takes a takes a dunk in the river and goes down the river and you're lost, you could, you know, get a new phone. If that one's damaged, you could get a new phone and, and repopulate the whole thing as long as you have it backed up. So it's just it's so incredibly important. And my husband was thinking he was doing all the right things because I, I'm constantly hounding him about it. But 
in his instance, there was something that was broken and he didn't realize it was broken. It wasn't obvious. And when I looked at it, I was like, yeah, like I might have caught on to it, but I can see how he didn't. So it's not necessarily his fault, but now he knows what to look for and hopefully they won't change it. But when password was one of those things, it, it did save his bacon because he had to turn that laptop in and it had to be reimaged. It had you know some kind of malware on it or something. And having those local backups, I remember you said that that was one of your concerns. Now, did you, as you've gone through this process, you were able to see that, yes, in fact, you do still have local backups, correct? I got to be honest, and I don't know if this was user error or or what, but it was a bitch setting this Mm -hmm. up. Be totally honest. Mm -hmm. It was awful. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's important because, you know, even though we're geeks, if we're frustrated with it, I mean, we're used to wrangling this kind of stuff. If we're frustrated with it, imagine how your 80 year old grandma is going to feel about it, you know, or or just or your grandpa or your uncle or, you know, me not paying attention. Because when I first signed up, it asked if I wanted to transfer data. And I think I said no. And then I couldn't figure out how to do it again. And I was looking all over Mm -hmm. the website, like, how do I transfer my data over? There's nothing in there. Oh, my God. Well, then it turned out I did not download version seven. So I had to go to the website uh-huh. version seven. Once I did that, then I can't, I didn't write it down, but I can't remember how it, I think it just said, do you want to bring your data over? And I said, yes. Mm-hmm. And it took like no time at all. One thing I did notice is if you have trash in your license, <laughs> it does not bring the trash over. So yeah. if you notice that you kind of makes sense, yeah. um, like mine says, I have 1052 items sorted by title in my vault. Well, mm-hmm. I had like 1460. And at first I just went, oh my God, you didn't bring everything over. And then I realized, wait a uh-huh. minute, I also had a ton of stuff in the trash. So it's uh-huh. got to be because they did not bring the trash over. Something that's to why pay the difference. To. You know. But what they did is I have the version six. When you look at my applications, it says one password seven, but next to it, it says one password six dot app dot zip. Which tells hmm. me that I can oh, go okay, back. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So if I ever decide I don't want this subscription yes. anymore, I'm going back to what I had. I can just open up that zip and re, um, you know, ha- reopen one password six and go back to what I had. And that zip, I'm glad you brought that up because that is really, really important to pay attention to to make sure that if that didn't happen automatically, that you make that happen somehow. Because I, I had an, a similar instance, and I have a, a client who's struggling with it. She ends up having two one password minis up in her menu bar. Now the the icons look slightly different, but not to her trained eye. So she ends up clicking on the wrong one because you see it keeps launching because it's a daemon that runs in the background. And even though I've gone in an activity mode, you know, activity app and and killed it or quit the process or force quit or whatever, it still comes back after a reboot or something like that. So what we really need to do next time I'm I'm in there is we need to zip the one password six uh, app file. So that it's not constantly launching. I think that I think that that's what it is. I think that it allows you to keep it because you know this is one of those things where they're really, really Agile Bits is really, really good about you know backwards compatibility and keeping older versions of things around because even as we're upgrading to the latest greatest, I mean that's one of the the perks that you get of having the subscription model is you never have to worry about oh, there's a new version out, I have to pay another 60 bucks or, or whatever, you know, even if that's a year from now, even that's two from years, it depends on, you know, how often are they going to be releasing major point upgrades, you know what I mean? In the past, as, as we've grown with, if we've, as we've watched this kind of, this company kind of grow up, we've seen that there was a lot of time in between 
major point updates because they were taking their time with it. I'm I'm grateful for that. You know, they really do put out a really really great product. But the fact still remains that it it is such a it is one of those things that it's like one of if it's not the first, it's one of the very first things that you install on a new device. Because I mean, at least for us, I live in it. You know, my whole life is in it. My family's lives are in it. So I I guard it very very carefully. You know, it's it's you have to be a good custodian of this kind of data. And then when you get an older device, if you have to use an older device for whatever reason, and everybody has their reasons, you're still going to be dealing with legacy devices, and you might have to use it for something. And for that, you're going to need an older version. Or like, for example, I mean, my kids, you know, I've talked about this many, many times, my kids are using hand-me-down computers. So they're always going to have some older version of something. And it's probably not going to be running the latest version. So for example, like my, my son's machine is on High Sierra. So he has to use it because he has an older version of Safari. So, you know, there's there's all these different reasons for why you want to be able to access that. And they're really, really good about about making that happen. So there might be some hiccups and stuff, but that was the thing. So I started to say that was the thing that pushed us over was the fact that with this family license now, I was really worried about my husband's school computer because that's his work computer. So we were always kind of under the idea that he should have a separate Windows license for his work computer. Now, I still haven't I haven't put this to the test, but so far as I understand it, because we're paying the subscription, well, we will be when they when they charge us, but because we bought into the subscription model, it's my understanding that we will be able to install the Windows version on his school computer. And then he'll have the latest version and he won't be stuck using an older version of it. You know what I mean? So that's something I'm really going to be putting to the test is, you know, even though that's considered a business machine, the school isn't going to spring for. They're not going to pay for like a one password for Teams membership. You know what I mean? So the the burden is on us to be affording it. If that's a product that he wants to use because it makes his life easier as a teacher, then that's on him to supply that. But the school isn't going to do it for him. You know what I mean? I wish that they would. It would be in their best interest to do it, but they just won't. So that's just the reality that we're living with. Yeah. You so that's something no that I'm going to be putting be- to the test. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you go to online, like I'm, lo- I'm on my account right now and it says step one, install. Install mm-hmm. one password everywhere. You need your passwords, get the apps. So if you're brand new, you can download the iOS, you can download the Android, you know, the Mac, the, the Windows, whatever it is you need. And then it's mm-hmm. step two, secure, start saving. So then it shows you all your vaults and yours is called private. So it used to be mm-hmm. called primary. Now it's called private. Uh-huh. And then you've got your shared. And the shared one is everyone in your family. So what's going to happen is that shared vault is going to be for the five of you. But if you want mm-hmm. something just for you and Nate, you're going to have to come up with another vault that's just for the two of you. Right. Now, the one thing that I, I, found, I found... Which I had done manually all yeah, these years. which my husband and I had, and that one is gone now. What I had mm-hmm. found, I got my son's... I didn't, I didn't do Tom's yet because I have to get used to this myself before I do it on his computer. Right. So yeah, I we're like the mama bird. Things. We have to chew it up yeah. and before And we, I told yeah. that yesterday, I said, sometime this week, I'm going to be, you know, setting up your computer and you don't have to deal with it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so yesterday I went on FaceTime and I got Shane set up, which was not pretty. So we got him set up. The shared vault that he and I had before no longer exists. 
Now, and that's something I have to research to see if we can get that back because you and I are sharing a vault. Right, I which I don't think it's no going exist. to happen because we did not have a subscription prior. So mm-hmm. Shane and I do not have that shared vault anymore. Not that we had anything in it. We just did it just to see if we could. So that wasn't there. Now, the other thing that happened, and we kept like going, why is this not working? Why? You know, because we were trying to get his phone. Now, it's really easy to set up your iPhone and your iPad because all you do is you open up one password to go to settings. And then you, there's a place that says one password. I think it says one password.com or something like that. And you just click on right. it. And then you go onto your Mac and there's a, um, a code, a, a code. You just take a picture of the code and boom, it just brings everything over. Takes no time. What I had done, and let me see if I get to it. Um, click on. Okay, there we go. It's all coming back to you now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, okay, here we go. I clicked on Shane's name. I clicked on recovery because I wanted to mm-hmm. see what would happen. So let me play backtrack mm-hmm, a little bit. Mm-hmm. When you uh, sign up, you get this secret key and you yes. you need that secret key. They will give you something, an emergency kit that you will print out that has your secret key on it. You need your secret key. I, I cannot emphasize you need your secret key in addition to your mm-hmm. password. Whatever your password was, if you used a license, continue to use it's and all five of you is, will still is this on one, the same as the master password your master password yep so if your pa- master password is password one two three four five you will still use password one two three four five if nate says i love school his will still be i love school you will still mm-hmm. each have your own master password master password uh-huh. but one of you but the emergency key is, is all for... going to be separate in case um mm-hmm. it's it's to identify you as you Mm-hmm. And they will all, you'll have five different ones. Oh, okay. okay. It's not going to be, you know, ABC one, two, three for all of you. It's going to be all different. So while I was playing, while Shane was trying to get his set up on his end, I clicked on, and I'm not going to do it right now, but I clicked mm-hmm. on begin recovery and mm-hmm. then I canceled it. Well, even though I canceled it, it negated his secret key. Hmm. because of his secret, because he kept typing in his secret key and it wouldn't work. He did copy and paste. He typed it. He kept saying, nope, 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 nope. That's wrong. And then I thought, I wonder if the fact that I hit begin recovery messed that up. And it did. So I had oh, to, yeah, I had to reissue him a new key. And then once he got that email, oh, you could do that. then it worked fine. Yeah. So well, that's I'm glad that I'm glad that you went through that process because that's so good if, to know so that, if that can for some happen. reason, one of you, you know, someone in your family loses their key, loses their password, you as a family organizer have the ability to reset it. So you would have to go to one password online, not within your app. It has to be online. Mm-hmm. And you would go to that person's name. Like right now I'm looking at shame. And it's mm-hmm. interesting because it shows me, I mean, you you really, it's like you're spying on your, your codes because I can see that he accessed mm-hmm. it today at 1157. So obviously he was really? doing something where he needed access to one password. And I, I can see... You know, his MacBook Pro, I can see his phone, I can see when he accessed them the last time and what apps, what um, browsers he's using. Huh. So I can see. That is interesting. Yeah, so I can huh. see that. Um, and if I wanted to, like I just clicked on, uh, he used Firefox on his Mac. I can deauthorize it. Nope, can't use Firefox. Oh. I don't like it. Which uh-huh. obviously I'm not yeah. going to do. You know, I, I don't micromanage yeah, yeah. like that. But it has him listed as a family member. He can access his own private vault and any other vaults that shares with him. 
whereas I'm listed as family organizer, which means I can manage billing, people, and vaults, and I can recover accounts for locked out family members. Yeah. Okay, and I'm, I'm just going to get morbid here for just a second, because as you're telling me this, all I'm thinking about is is digital estate planning. So what happens when when someone in the family dies? What happens to that data? And, you know, what happens, like, say someone dies and you want to sell their devices or hand it down to another family member, you know, outside of your immediate family or something, you know, give it to a cousin or a nephew or a niece or whatever. I think that this is where that would come in handy. My question then to you is, what happens if, if you die? What happens if I die? If I'm the family, what are they calling it? The the administrator? The administrator. The family organizer. Uh-huh. So like an, the family organizer. So it's similar in, say, for example, in Apple iCloud family sharing. So my husband is the family organizer, technically, because, you know, this was back before, way, way, way back before you could share um, Apple ID purchases, right? And we still use it to this day because there's a lot of in-app purchases that we don't want to have to purchase again. So we just, for those types of apps, we share between my husband and I, we just share his Apple ID. Now in the future, that might change as app developers allow in-app purchases to be shared among family members, which I hope they do. But again, it's up to their discretion. But the fact still remains is what happens if you're in a family and maybe you don't have the kind of relationship that I have with my husband or even with my father. What happens when someone is a family organizer and they pass away? How do you get how do you get someone else to become like do you name a successor? Yeah, that I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that was also one of the reasons why I did the family plan is because I mean, not that yep. my husband and I have any intention of going anywhere, but you know, we are of that age. So mm-hmm. And Shane is the executor of our will. So mm-hmm. I want so this him is to really be important able to for him to have access to so that he can go to our credit exactly. cards and all our different bills and be able to log in and then be able to like make final cancel payments them. and cancel mm-hmm. and say, you know, my parents yep. passed away and da, da 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 da. Now, as far as him taking over the account, I don't know. Maybe he would have to yeah. get in touch with them and say, hey, my parents passed away and you know, blah, blah. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that would work. Yeah, I want to find out for those two instances. Like if if something happens to my husband, I'm not worried about the iCloud stuff because I share everything. You know what I mean? Like I'm even though it's his ID, it's really like me administrating it. And in the case of this, it would be because I signed up for it. I'm the administrator for this. But I still want my family to be able to take over if something happens to me. Anytime I set up any kind of collaboration with anything, whether it's my my relatives or even, you know, like you, for example, we were talking about this about this earlier, how you need to have an if I get hit by a bus plan because, you know, anything. And now with COVID, I mean, really, really, we I mean, if any if there's any time to do it, it's now. I mean, again, I hate to be morbid, but I mean, the reality is that, that it's out there. There's there's a threat out there that could that could threaten people's ability to be able to. Um, successfully administer this kind of stuff or what, you know, what happens if you become incapacitated? I mean, we, we have a friend who uh, had a stroke. I mean, he's still alive, but the part of his brain that, that stored all that information is, is not accessible. It's there, but it's not accessible. So uh, too many times I, I see this happening. So that'd be the, one of the very first things if you, if you're listening and you're getting into this is please investigate that for your situation and find out if you are the administrator and you're in charge of other people's accounts and, and this whole setup, 
make sure that someone else has access to it in case something happens to you. So that'll be one of the questions that I want to answer first as I as I dig into this. And it shows you right within, um, like if you go to your name in the upper right hand corner and settings online, you know, not the not the um, the, the desktop app. You can get the apps directly from this. It says 1Password for Mac, Windows, iOS, Android, and 1Password X for Google. Then mm. it says, step two, scan this code to sign in. And it, it's it's blocked out, but you could hit show. And then you can just take a picture of it. And they, it, it will get you all set up for your, um, your devices. And if it doesn't work for whatever reason, you can sign in manually. Then it says, step three, enjoy 1Password. Um, to get other people, like if you wanted me to be as part of your family because you had space for one more person, it has to be um, – you send an email. Mm-hmm. And then, it's an invitation. Yep. You send an invitation. Mm-hmm. They click on it, and then you have to approve them. So they don't automatically very get Apple-like. it until you get, you, know, you get it. There's like a little bell, and you see a little notification, and then you click on it, and then you just go, yep, I accept that person. And then that mm-hmm. person knows that they are now able to be part of your family – but then they have to do the work of downloading one password to their specific devices mm-hmm. and then getting it mm-hmm. all set up. Yeah, see, and this is something where that was this, the second thing. The first thing that pushed me over the edge of doing this was thinking about that Windows license for my, my husband's school computer. Because when I, like I said, when I read that you can have all the versions for all the platforms with this one subscription, I thought, okay, hell yeah, <laughs> sign me up. And then the second thing that pushed me over was thinking about that, like you just described, was setting up for other family members. Like, for example, I can think of right away for my dad. Now, my dad's been using it and he's pretty good about it, but I still would like the ability to be able to help him out when he needs help. Like, you know, I mean, it'll be something very simple that wouldn't frustrate me, but really frustrates him. And he says it doesn't frustrate him, but I know it does. And even if it was just like, you know, one time he wanted to order pizza using an app, he's like, oh, I saw this on TV. I want to I want to do this. And he got really confused by some of the the vernacular that they used and the instructions weren't very clear. And, you know, like it wasn't like, no, dad, you're just dumbass. Like, no, it really was unclear. It was really, really confusing. This would have been one of those instances where I could say, okay, not that I want to do it for you, but if you're that frustrated, here, I can set it up for you. Here, here's the the login that you'll use now for that app. I, I, it's something that I could have like handed to him and eased his frustration. And then next time when he wants to do that, I could walk him through the process so that he can learn it. Because some people really reject the idea of you just doing it for them because then they won't learn it. Whereas other people, they do want you to do it for them because they're just they're just they've they're fed up they've had it and they just want it done and then they'll learn about it later they'll they'll figure it out later so having the ability to be able to help out family members maybe elderly family family members or like in the case of estate planning you know the other thing one of the other things i think we my husband and i agreed on was that even though we would be a family of i guess it's us four then then my dad would be five we're also thinking about adding for that extra dollar his his mom because she has it on her phone but again it's one of those things it's kind of like your husband like it sounds like the way you were describing your husband she has it but she really would rather just not use it you know or she has it but she just keeps forgetting it's there and she does mostly remember her master password again that comes in with that i guess it's called an emergency kit or something like that so you're going to want to also then store the master passwords for your family members also because they could forget. And if they forget their master password, then you're really up a creek. 
So I, I that's gave, something to keep I in mind. I gave Tom his master password. I said, here, uh-huh, this right. is your master password. Exactly. <laughs> so then you have it somewhere. So same thing with my husband. I don't remember. My husband, he speaks German as a second language. And so he made it some kind of German combination of something. It's some weird or something. I'm like, I don't know what the hell this is. <laughs> and I could never, I just, I don't have it committed to memory. And my kids, I have memorized. But then I also, so for my husband and my kids, I, I have their master passwords like somewhere else. You know what I mean? Don't put all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> and make sure that you still have access to that stuff. Because if you lose that, man, it's just it, game over. Um, and then the, let's see, so it was the, the Windows license, the family estate planning. I'm trying to think of what was the, the other third problem one. that I was running into is I could not get the, um, the browser extension in Safari to work. Yeah, I oh wonder why that was God. a problem. I kept, it, I kept saying I want the browser for, because uh, it worked okay in Google, in, um, I'm sorry, in Chrome. Mm-hmm. Could not get it. And I have a 16 inch MacBook Pro with Catalina. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I'm running six versions ago. So I'm running the right. latest Safari. Wouldn't work, wouldn't work, wouldn't work. I'm like, I'm looking up. Um, I'm looking up. I, you know, I closed Safari. I opened it. I'm looking things up. I'm like, why the heck is this not working? And then I said, all right, let me just restart the computer and see what happens. Boom, done. And that's what turned yep. it on. So when you go into, well, you're not in front of a Safari app, are you? But it, it's in the extensions. Did it maybe just wasn't checked? It was, but it wasn't showing. It, was it still checked. wasn't showing mm. up. So okay, so here mm. I am. Let me see. Yep, there it is now. I, I just opened Safari, and it because you can customize well, so the what toolbar you have to do too. Is you have to go into the tool, toolbar and drag it up. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Chrome, oh, okay. it just boom shows up, and in Firefox, right, right. it just shows up. But in Safari, mm-hmm. you have to drag it up to the toolbar. Well, when I would look in the toolbar, mm-hmm. it wasn't there. Like, why do I have hmm. to restart the computer for this? I mean, thankfully, it took care of it. Okay, we're good. I know. I'm kind of surprised. There must have been some process that automated it for you, and it only became visible once you rebooted. Yeah. It, it must have gone through some, maybe like the daemon that was running in the background. Yeah, wasn't, I have no idea. And it wasn't, wasn't and fully I had baked. just restarted my computer maybe the day before, so it wasn't like I'd been running my computer for a month straight. So yeah, it was pretty yeah. fresh. So I don't know what the problem mm-hmm. was there. Uh but mm-hmm. but the interface, when you look at it, when you click on the button to fill in your password, it looks not like what you're used to seeing. So I've, I have to get used to the visual being so different. Are you talking about the app the, or on the web? Well, when you want to sign in. So if you're, if you're on Amazon and you want to sign into your Amazon account, what it used to look uh-huh. like is you would click on it and it would say Amazon across the top. And all you did was just click Amazon and boom, your credentials fill in. That's not what yeah. it does anymore. Um, let what me, does it do now? Because I noticed, see, I've had 1Password 7, and I noticed now that it actually fills it out in the field where it's requesting the password. It's almost a little bit annoying because sometimes it's almost like a little banner that pops out. It, it drops down. Oh, this is interesting. And it, it sometimes includes important information, and you, this, I mean, you're supposed to just click it. This is interesting. I'm in Safari right now because I'm signed into Amazon on Chrome. And mm-hmm. I clicked on the email and what, there was a drop down and it says Amazon.com with my email address. And then it has password for Amazon, password for Amazon, because I, you know, I change mm-hmm. it. Oh, that's interesting. But let me get out of that. If I click on the, yeah, see, if I click on the one password icon, what it does is this big window opens with Amazon.com and it says suggestions, Amazon.com. And it shows my name and then it's in my private vault. And then it lets you know if you do or do not have two-factor authentication 
on that particular website, mm-hmm. but then it says yeah, autofill. It has my username, then has my password, and next to it says fantastic. Mm-hmm. Because it's a good password. Yeah, see, I'm used to seeing all of that stuff because yeah. I've had seven for and a while. And then if I just click on autofill, it'll fill it in. But it doesn't automatically go to the website. You still have to hit login or enter or something like that. Yeah, it depends. There are certain websites that it will and certain websites that it won't. There used to be, and I haven't seen it in quite a while, but there used to be a way within 1Password where you could edit the metadata in the fields below. There was a place where you could click and you could say, um, for example... The, the way that the way that things are supposed to work is it's supposed to autofill the username, autofill the password, and then you're supposed to click the login button on the site. But you used to be able to tell one password, you know, you click it for me so that right. I don't have right. to. That's the way that's the way six was for me. As soon as I entered but, it, boom, it went. But I've noticed a trend in certain websites now that they restrict that mm-hmm. feature yep. because they don't want you automatically logging because that's too much like a robot, right. a robotic, you know, automation, especially for banks. I've noticed it on banks. banks and medical mm-hmm. portals are their websites are usually built to the point where they restrict that kind of activity. So you will always have to manually. Which is click fine. On it. What are you talking about? One second? Yeah. You know. Right. Exactly. So that's that's yeah. fine. That's, yeah, yes. so that's just another like little detail. So this is just something to get used to because I've been using mm-hmm. version 6 since I, whenever it came out. I really like 7. I've liked it ever since. I've had it for, what did I say, a year and four months now. So I've, I've had 1Password for quite a while. Um, I know what you mean, though, because when I tried to get my clients to upgrade to 7, they're really, really resident to change. Like they just don't like change, but they're using Safari. And I'm like, you know what? We're going to, we're just going to have to do this. And there were certain things that just weren't working as well. And 6 just wasn't supported anymore. So it was just time to upgrade. And the the one big difference is the sidebar on the left is now dark because, you know, it's all into, they like the dark mode. And my clients, they don't like it so much. They don't like dark mode at all. They like the white background. So that was one sticking point for one of them. They're like, I want to go back. I'm like, Unless no, the you vault really logo shouldn't. is different or the icon, mm-hmm. I mean, is different. And now it says all mm-hmm. vaults, and, you know, all which vaults. it did before. But then underneath it, it says Elisa Pesali's family and it says private shared. Mm-hmm. And then I can click on a new vault, new vault, you know, which I might mm-hmm. do. I might, I might do some of that and just say, well, here's my, so yours doesn't have then cre- here's my banking and credit card and here's my, mm-hmm. you know, social media and here's my this and my. Mm-hmm. You know, break it up a little bit. Well, I wouldn't use vaults for that purpose, though. For that, I would use tags. And I'm not and, a real big fan of tags, to be honest. I know, I'm not but... not a big fan of tags. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to have to play, because normally what I do, yeah. I just search. When I'm looking for... Right, I, I do, too. That's what I, I usually do, do. If I was looking for my Twitter password, I just go to the top and I type in TW, mm-hmm. and then Twitter pops up, and then I copy and paste mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I would just be careful about making too many vaults. I would keep the vaults to a minimum as best as you can. To me, a vault is like your vault, our shared vault for Geeky Show, um, maybe a shared vault between you and Tom. You know, a vault that has a specific reason. I wouldn't use vaults as categories. So I wouldn't I wouldn't make like a social media vault. I would make a social media tag if if that's what it is like for, and tags would come in handy again for like estate planning. So let's say, for example, if I trained my dad to tag all of his and, and I could do this with a family because I could probably administer it better or I could set things up and then just kind of hand it to him. But let's say, for example, for a, a loved one who's you know older, you would set it up and you would tag all their social media with, with a tag. You would tag all their banking 
that's that's a big one. You know, the banking, because you always tell me, you know, oh, my lawyer has everything and, you know, this is all organized this way. But I'm like, yeah, but, you know, when the time comes, I just want to be able to click that one banking tab or utilities and say, okay, here's all of his utility logins. You know, he's he's passed on. I'm going to go and I'm going to like contact them all. I'm going to log them all in and like close out the accounts, yada, yada, yada. That's where a tag would come in handy. But uh, I, I would keep the vaults to just, you know, people and and, you know, shared businesses or something like that, shared collaborations, if you will. That's what I would use vaults for. It, it still bothers me that that you're not able to see the Dropbox because that was the other thing I was going to mention that that use case scenario where I started to and I went down a rabbit hole. But um, I have a teacher, you know, that I that I support that I help out. And so, for example, like I said, I was able to get her to install one password on her phone. But like I said, you know, school won't spring for it. So it's not a it's not an app that she's going to use regularly, but I wanted her to have it because I was administering something and I wanted her to have access to it, you know, in case something happened to me. And also because, you know, eventually my kids are going to graduate or they're going to matriculate out of the school system. And I don't want to just leave her high and dry. You know, there's a lot of things that I've set up that that involve a digital footprint and passwords. And, you know, for example, there's a there's an Apple ID that I used to set up to administer the, the iPads when I roll them out. Um, there's MDM, all that kind of stuff. I want her to have access to that so that if I'm not available, then she can go in and, and get to it. You know, I just I don't want me to be the only one that's that's holding the bag on that. So the tool for that job would be then to have her install one password just for the purposes of, of doing this and share the vault within a Dropbox. Because again, like I said, she's not going to be in the subscription model and all she's going to have is the app and she might not even be using, like like she'll probably set up just a primary account with her iCloud, but then she can add a vault and that vault could be what we share in Dropbox. And then that way, if something happens to me, she'll have access to it. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, I just clicked on our Geeky Show Ever Vault that you and I so were you using do see prior. It? I, oh, yeah, I see mm -hmm. it. No problem. But I just clicked on okay. it and it says, enter your master password, which I have not done. A primary vault will be created on your Mac. You'll also be able to create additional vaults and sync with data outside your one password accounts. Interesting. So I'm not sure where that's going to end up. So I'm going so you to, have to enter our shared master password. No, I have to, enter to get my, that going, right? My I have to enter oh, my okay. master password to get it. But it sounds like I'm going to wait until you finally sign up. Yeah. Because well, because the, the I don't I don't Well, I'll back it up. I mean there's there's a couple things in there. I'll yeah. I'll make a backup of it and then you go and do it and see if you can bork it. <laughs> I mean, we'll we'll take one for the team. <laughs> Let's let's do this live on the air. See well, let happens. me let me make a copy of it. So let me export it. I mean, I don't think it's going to do anything. I think what it does is it takes a copy and it puts it into my account. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah. I have to enter the master password for that vault. So don't do it just yet because I need to go and get it. Because I have the master password to that saved outside of that. So I'm going to export selected items and then I'm entering the the master password that we share. Now to export it, I have to to export I have to enter my master password because that's for exporting. This makes for fascinating podcast listening. I know. <laughs> okay, so it says it says important the file will not be encrypted and must be protected. It's going to 
So this is interesting. So you can choose a file format, one password interchange format, which is a .1PIF, a comma delimited text, with a, which is a .CSV, and a tab delimited text, which is a .txt. So I'm going to choose the first one, the one PIF, because I want to be able to re-export it back. And I'm just going to I'm just going to put it on my desktop for now. I don't normally store stuff on my desktop, but I'm just going to put it there now so I can see what it does. So now that I've I'm, I'm making a backup of those. Okay, so now I have those three items, and I have a data dot one PIF. Okay, so now if you go and do that and it gets borked, I'll be able to re-import it again. So go ahead and do. Please double check that you're up. Oh, see, now it doesn't want that password. It wants mine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That makes sense now because it, it wanted my master password also. Okay. Because I was, password. I guess because I was doing something within the app. Oh, here we go. One password would create a new vault from Geeky Show ever and keep it in sync. Enter the Take vault. Take a screenshot of that. Enter the vault password. So that's the password that you mm-hmm, that we share. So, mm-hmm. And create vault. I can't stress how valuable screenshots are when you're when you're doing this kind of stuff because okay, it just helps you retrace your steps. Really weird. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I'll take another screenshot of this to show you later. I see. So what's okay, what's okay, happening? So, Remind me. Okay. What so is it that you're is trying to do? You're trying to unlock the vault. Okay. This is what's <clears throat> no. I can see everything that's inside the vault. Okay. So up at the top, it'll say because I'm in the Geeky Show Ever box right now. It says Geeky Show Ever on Dropbox. Underneath mm-hmm. that, it says I have four vaults. Two of them are in my family subscription, and mm-hmm. two of them are living on my Mac. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. these are items that I cannot, I won't, I won't see online. I will not see on my Correct. phone, and I won't see on my iPad because they're just local. To because your they're Mac. just mm-hmm. on my Mac. So that would be a case scenario for someone who works for a company, for example, and doesn't want to, like, it's part of their security protocol that they're not allowed to store things in the cloud. Because mm-hmm. I know people that work at you know companies who are real big on that. So it could be that they only want things local. And then, for example, so you still can synchronize things, but you have to do it with your local LAN, your, your WLAN. So I, I hope that, that that's still going to be a feature, I'm sure. Okay, because I'm now back to the online, and it's it's not here. It just shows my... Is it because... It just shows, so where did the Geekiest Show Ever vault go now? On my Mac. It is living on my Mac. It is not okay. living online. Whereas if I create another vault within my Alisa Paselli family account, that's going to be everywhere. Whereas our geeky show ever is living on my Mac. So if I interesting, look- so if I make a change to it, you're not going to get it because it's only on your Mac. If you make a change to it, I won't get it. So in other words, you don't have anything in the Dropbox section anymore, do you? There, there was a way what the that you could change the the syncing though. Let me see if I can find that. Because in the preferences, I bet you what you have to do is now that it's just showing up as on your Mac, you probably have to go into the syncing and change it. Yeah, that's what it is. Let me see if I can walk you through it. So when you select, because I have one that I can do for an example. When you select Geeky Show Ever Vault that's in the on my Mac section. All right, let me go if you, back to it. 
Okay. okay. Let me know when you're there. Okay. So you have that selected, right? Mm-hmm. And it says on my Mac mm-hmm. and you have Geekiest Show ever selected. Then you press, you go into the preferences. So just keyboard command, it's command comma. Mm-hmm. And then on the left-hand side, you see where it says vaults and that vault is selected. Mm-hmm. Click on the sync tab and then it, it should say sync and the name of the vault, vault with, and then is it none is the selection? Yes. So change it to Dropbox. Okay. Go back to that folder. Mm-hmm. And... and then choose it from the Dropbox. And then that should make it sync again with Dropbox. There we go. Okay. Did that work? Mm-hmm. So now just for just for shits and giggles, go ahead and put a, a note, like make a new note and put it in there and then see if I see it. I'm not sure. It might not have done the right. So when you look in your left sidebar now, it shouldn't oh, be in a no, section that's no, called that's, on my Mac. No, that's wrong. It, it's created a, got to delete that. It created a, okay, do that again. Oh, did it create a new thing in yeah. Dropbox? Yep. I want to change that again. Primary. Yeah, I guess you have to navigate to the correct thing. Dropbox. And then did you choose the Dropbox in Geeky Show Ever? Because then you should see in there, it says um, geekyshowever.opvault. Let me make up a note, secure note. Mm-hmm. Hi, Melissa. And then I should see it sync over. Now, now, when we're doing this experiment, there. to be clear, I haven't set my 1Password7. Oh, I saw it right away. That was fast. That worked. Cool. Okay. So that's one test passed. <laughs> when I, I'm gonna, I just type something and I and I clicked on it. Tell me if you see the update. Now let's see if it syncs back it the other says, direction. It says hey there. Yep, that's what I did. Yeah. Cool. So that's working. So that so that test passed where you have your one password seven Mac app signed in to your 1Password subscription. Whereas I don't yet. I'm still using the standalone license. I haven't signed in yet. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. That's good to know, though, that you have the ability to have the subscription to share with other people with subscriptions, but to be able to share Mm -hmm. with people who don't have a subscription when necessary. Right. So this would probably work in that use case scenario that I described where I'm helping to support that teacher. I could still share the vault that I have on Dropbox for her and she doesn't need to be a one password customer. She can just use Dropbox for free and, and still have access to all of the the passwords and the security questions and all that kind of stuff. So that answers that question. So that's good. That was a good test. I'm I'm glad that we I'm glad that we tried that out. Taking one for the team. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so so to sum to sum up this whole, you know, segment that we're talking about with one password, what do you think you would do differently if you had to do it all over again? What do you mean? Well, the problems that you had is do you know now do you now know how you could avoid them if you were to do it over well, again? Well, I think the first thing is don't try to set it up until I have the time because I think that was part of the problem. As soon as I did the sign up, I clicked on a link and then I said, you know, ignore the the new data. I just wanted mm-hmm. to look at it real quick, and that was not a good idea. Mm-hmm. I should have just mm-hmm. let it go until I had the time to say, okay, I've got an hour. 
-hmm. let me do this from A to Z. And maybe like make a backup of your entire thing before you even start doing it. Because I know like you and I, we were were talking about this too. Like we had a lot of stuff in the trash and I do too. And I'm usually good about emptying the trash. But for whatever reason, I break my own rule when it comes to one password. There's still a few things in there that I didn't want to empty because I think I was... I think I wanted to get them out of the trash. And you'll you'll see this as you use 1Password 7. It's good and annoying at the same time, but they constantly let you know if there are passwords that have been reused. If they, It's the watchtower feature. Right. Um, if a site is, in, is not secured, if it needs to be HTTPS instead of HTTP, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I think that I had had some, some duplicates or I had had some, some things in there that I put in the trash... But then I didn't empty it for whatever reason because I thought, oh, you know, what if that, what if I need that? Well, then I shouldn't have put it in the trash. But I put it in the trash because it was, I wanted to get rid of that message. <laughs> if that makes sense. I wanted to to say, okay, yeah, this is a duplicate. But I must have had some reason for why I had it that way. So maybe I'll just get it in the trash and then it will stop annoying me with that banner across the top. Well, it's so, I'm looking in my backups, which is in the library folder, and it's showing December 4th. So that was Friday, mm-hmm. was the last time that it backed up. I had 1,475 items in there, but it's still there. It's in, They're mm-hmm. all in zip folders. So if I ever needed to go mm-hmm. back, okay, I'm not going to... So the thing you have to keep in mind is if I decide to go back, I'll have all that trash again. I'm just not mm-hmm. going to have any new notes or new passwords from this point forward in those mm-hmm. backups. But at least I'll have everything... Not the backups. ...from yeah. December 4th. Prior, I will have. Mm-hmm. So if I create a new, mm-hmm. if I change my Amazon password today, that will not be in what's in my backup right now because they're mm-hmm. not creating backups anymore because everything is, is online. Oh, really? Well, that's interesting. Yeah, so you're not going to have any more backups, but you're not going to lose the ones you already have. Hmm. So when I go to the backup tab in the preferences, once I sign in, says backups are created automatically up to 30 daily and 24 monthly files are kept. So I won't see those anymore? Actually. Because I would think that they would still allow that to occur despite. All right. This is. That would be my expectation and my hope. Because, again, I'm thinking about somebody. Yeah, this is weird. Okay. This is weird because mine's. Okay. Mine says December 5th, which is yesterday. 2020, December 5th, 2020, and then it drops back to February 19th, 2020. And everything in between is not there, but I can find them in my library folder. Hmm. Let me see where that one is living. Because did you click show files? Just now. See, this is a different folder. So did it make a new folder? folder. Application support. So it's still making... Let's see, library. So mine is under my user account library group containers and then some weird code that, that ends in com.agilebits and then library, application support, one password, backups. That's the path. Is your path different now because you're signed yeah, in? Yeah, this is a different path. Oh, but then does the original path still exist? I wonder. It did because Maybe I found it. Mm-hmm. 
This is weird. I would think that they're still going to be doing backups because, you know, we just demonstrated that you can have different flavors. You can have, you know, all your items that are synced using the one password sync service. Then you have passwords that are that only reside on your Mac locally. Right. But it's because just you weird keep that them it shows the February and then nothing until yesterday. Hmm. Um, because then and then okay. and then there's Dropbox now, so you'll have a Dropbox category. And then I still have I still have an iCloud because it's backed up into something called One Password Four. Oh, well, that's an older version, then. right? But that one has all my current ones: November 10th, November 12th, November 15th, November 29th, November, uh, December 2nd, December 3rd, December 4th. Hmm. And that path is library application support One Password Four backups. The newer one, the path is library group containers, yada, 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 then library again, application support, 1Password backups. Do you mean it ends in in .1P4? It doesn't end. Yes. Okay. These end in .1P4 zip. Yeah, mine do too. That's weird. That's really weird. It's in two different locations. Hmm, interesting. Take screenshots of that <laughs> while you're in there. Okay, well. That'll be fun to investigate in more detail. But overall, you're you're mostly happy with it, right? I mean, there was some growing pains, it sounded like. Yeah, I'm going to have to give it some time. Mm-hmm. Let's see what. But you still have the option to switch back to a license, you know, even before the 10 months are up. So Yes, that's yes. That's a good thing. Probably I won't. <laughs> I will probably just, you know, pay the $60 when the time is due. Mm-hmm. Because at that, because at also at the same time, especially having version six, there's going to get to the point where they say, we don't, we don't do this anymore. Or mm-hmm. we support, you know, they don't do any more updates. They support it as far as if I need technical help, but it might be that the computer doesn't support anymore or the OS right, doesn't exactly. support it anymore. Like what so, happens when you upgrade to Big Sur? I mean, yeah, which how, I haven't what, done how is either. 1Password 6 going to yeah. act yes. on Big Sur? I mean, I already saw it glitching out on, on Mojave, and so I can only imagine it's not going to be as good of an experience. So it's all about the user experience. Either you're willing to put up with it because you just, you know, don't feel like going through the extra time and hassle to explore it, which we do because we're geeks and that's what we do. Um, or you're just gonna, you know, you're gonna have to upgrade eventually anyhow. Yeah. So I'll probably just upgrade. Yeah. I mean, $60 is a stretch. I, you know, like I said, I, I, I get frustrated with, with subscription models because it feels like a death by a thousand paper cuts, but it's one of those things you got to look at. It's like, well, you need to have trash pickup, you know, you need to have water, <laughs> gas, electricity. I mean, this is something that I'm now kind of viewing as a utility, because it's it is so it is that necessary. It's so it yeah. is so important, and it's not just me. It's the entire family, and you know a few of my other extended family members. And I think it's going to be really crucial in the time of you know estate planning and stuff. So I just think it's one of those things that's just kind of a necessity. Yeah. It's something that you can. I mean, it's not like you can't justify it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I always I always wonder. You know, like well, you know, what happens if. If something, I mean, because this is just kind of the way that, that we have to live in, in these days now is what happens when you really, you you know, amount to a whole bunch of medical bills? You know, what happens if an accident happens and then you're having to afford all of this other stuff? Things are going to go on the chopping block. So it's nice to know that, I guess, if ever 
if it ever got that bad and I was like, you know what, I just can no longer afford this subscription. This has got to go. I can't afford this subscription. This has got to go, you know, because because we've we've had to do that in the past. You know, when I when we went down to only having one person employed outside the home, we had to really, really cut a lot of extra things. And I'm prepared to do that. And, and I can do that. And I just want to know that I can do it if I had to do it again, then I could go back to, I just hope that they always keep the standalone license is what I'm trying to say. Because if ever I would have to, you know, cut, put, put that subscription on the shop on the chopping block when it came to cutting down cost, I would like to be able to, to go back to, you know, doing it on my own. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be fun and it would be, you know, <laughs> rather painful, but I want it to be doable. That's all I care about. I just want it to be doable and I want it to be functional. Yeah, so um, we can table the other stuff for, for later. I mean, this was a good discussion about our experiences with upgrading to the 1Password subscription model. Um, we called this Space Invaders because that's a way to create space for yourself, for your family, by, by way of making vaults for all of their stuff to keep it, to keep it under, under control that way and keep it all safe and secure. Um, we can just quickly go through, you know, some of the other things. I, I talked a little bit about it anyway, was about the AirPods Pro. That is the tool that I've been using between that and my, I would say my Apple Watch. That is the tool that I've been getting the most value, the most use out of lately when it comes to creating space for myself, when it comes to living and sharing. I mean, there's there's four of us inside this tiny little house and it can feel like the walls are closing in on you. <laughs> So as a way to kind of deal with, you know, the mental health fallout that goes along with that, I have been using my AirPods Pro connected to my watch. And then as I'm doing stuff around the house, or if I'm doing tasks or chores, or even where it's really come in handy has been times where I need to sit down at the computer and people might be in the other room where I can still hear them. I have a real hard time focusing when there's a lot of external noise going on. And I created in my music app, I have some, I guess they call it, you, you've heard of white noise. Mm -hmm. You know, if you've yeah. ever gone to a place where they, you know, or like when, you know, I learned about this when I had babies, you know, you want to play white noise. Well, there's something called brown noise and pink noise. And, you know, I'm just, I'm real sensitive to that kind of stuff. So I've been kind of researching it and I created a, uh, playlist that has some white noise, brown noise, and then a mixture of like maybe some classical music. And now when I want to carve out that space for myself, but everybody else is making noise in the background, even with the door closed, like it's still everything travels in this house. It's just the way it's constructed. I can now pop in my AirPods and I can carve out that space for myself and use that that white noise generator and block out all the other external sounds. And then it helps me focus. And then the same is true when I'm when I'm walking around the house and doing chores or something, I'm hearing the kids, you know, doing their distance learning. I'm hearing my husband, you know, I'm hearing all of this stuff. And then I'm not able to have my own thoughts to myself. You know what I mean? So it does get kind of, it, it gets kind of infuriating at times. And so what I've done is I've loaded my Apple watch. Now that these have bigger hard drives, I was able to load my Apple watch with a bunch of music and podcasts. And now the, the new thing that I've done is, I don't know if you've done this before, but um, audiobooks, we talked a lot about it in the previous episode about subscribing, you know, subscriptions for audiobooks. But I still have a bunch of audiobooks that I still haven't finished reading, air quotes there, listening to, if you will, because I had them on CDs. And there were books that I wanted to, to hear, but like, well, now what do I do? They're on a CD. So what I ended up doing was, and I did this a while ago, and I finally actually like migrated it over. I took those CDs and I burned them and, you know, made them part of my music library. And 
I changed the um, the genre. Instead of it being music, I made a new genre called audiobook. So now what I was able to do was in the, you know how you can you can plug your iPhone now into your Mac and use the Finder instead of, mm-hmm. it used to be that you had to do it in iTunes. Now you can do it right in the Finder. And now I just check the box that says, you know, sync only, like not the entire library, but sync only these playlists or or genres. And so I made a playlist of, you know, work, workout, you know, focus, concentrate, that kind of stuff. And then I made an an audio list playlist. And that's where I put those ripped books into there because they're MP3 files. And I even went as far as, it's actually pretty cool. I I went as far as like downloading the the album artwork for the book, the book cover, and I put it into, you know, you get info and you can add the artwork into the file. So now when I go to listen to it on my watch, I can flip through it with the digital crown and see those books there. And so now when I want to listen to my audio books that I had burned, I can just tap that and have my AirPods Pro paired to my watch. And it's it's just so liberating because I don't have to carry the phone around. So that's one of the the best uses that I've made of my my recent purchases, being able to use them to carve out that space. Um, there's a couple of podcasts I, I did want to mention um, for mental health. There's one that's called Unlocking Us by Brene Brown. That's a really, really good one. There's another one that it has a funny title, but it's actually very serious. It's, it's very good. It's called Terrible Thanks for Asking. That one's about depression. And then the other one I really, really like is uh, Hidden Brain. Uh, by NPR. I don't know if you've ever heard that one, but that's a really, really good one to listen to. So those are the three podcasts that I've been listening to, to create space, to carve out space for myself and kind of, you know, helps with, you know, mental health, the effects of being stuck together in close quarters for all this time. Those are some tips that I hope that other people can, can uh, try out for themselves. And then we'll talk about parental controls and all that other kind of stuff in a, a whole other other show, a whole other other topic that we'll explore that. Yeah, because our one password went a little longer than we anticipated. But hopefully <laughs> it was a lot of good information that the listeners got. Oh. Yeah, because I'm sure there's still people that are on the fence and, you know, maybe wondering what they're going to get themselves into. And I think it's really helpful to discuss all of that stuff. But if they have any questions or comments or maybe tips to make it easier for you to set up your 1Password, Melissa, how would they get in touch with you or with both of We us? actually have a couple of different ways now. You could follow us on our Twitter. It's at Geekiest Show. So you could always uh, follow us and then give us a, a DM over there. We also have an, a good old-fashioned email address, and that's podcast at geekiestshowever.com. And then I would say the third way is probably you could leave a comment on our blog. We would actually really love to get a comment for some, from somebody, like an actual real human that isn't a spammer. So I encourage you to do that. Uh, so those are three ways. But yep, those are the ways that you can, that you can contact us and get in touch with us and, and give, us our, give us some feedback. And I also wanted to bring up the fact that, you know, if, you, if you're listening to our show, then you already know how to access episodes on a podcast player like Apple Podcasts. But did you know that Geekiest Show Ever is also available on Amazon Music in the podcast in the podcast section? We're actually over there now. We're even in Google Podcasts. So, you know, we don't we always try to have a a you know varied uh, discussion about all kinds of different technologies. We do kind of lean towards Apple because that's what we use, but there's all kinds of technologies that that we could talk about. That's why we kind of want your feedback. And you know, even if somebody wants to come on and, and hang out with us and podcast with us about a technology topic that isn't Apple related, 
But um, you can share this podcast with your friends if maybe they aren't maybe they aren't in the A- Apple ecosystem, but maybe they listen to Amazon Music. There's there's a podcast section, and all you have to do is look for Geekiest Show Ever, and we show up there. So yeah. tell your friends. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you so that we don't think we're just podcasting to the void. <laughs> we want to hear you. We want to we want to hear what you're thinking. So please get in touch. So we're going to wrap it up right now. We want all of you to have a wonderful week. Please stay safe. And we will talk to you soon. Some people like their live casts to be informative, to the point, provocative, and timely. The Mac to the Future live cast is some of those things, but we won't say which ones. Join Dave Ginsburg. Guy Searle and Warren Sklar for a weekly dose of Apple Fun every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over on Facebook or in the Mac to the Future Facebook group. 